The testimony had so many fun, weird details that no one even followed up about, like how Cohen said that Trump inflated his net worth by $4 billion in an effort to buy the Buffalo Bills. You lied to buy the Bills? It's like using a fake ID to get into a Nickelback concert. Unfair to both the Buffalo Bills and Nickelback. Yeah, no kidding. Outrageous. My dream Unfair. is to be at a Bills game with Nickelback music pumping through the speakers. Maybe they'd play halftime. This uh, headline should be getting more. U.S.-China close in on trade deal. It's from the Wall Street Journal. China and the U.S. are in the final stages of completing a trade deal with Beijing offering the lower tariffs and other restrictions on American farm, chemical, auto, and other products. They're China! said to be rushing through a uh, no-steal-in-technology measure, too, that nobody takes very seriously. But, yeah, this could make trillions of dollars of difference over the next, you know, several years. But it's not nearly as interesting as old Cohen and his, uh, his whinings. Another media. follow-up, the sucker punch guy from UC Berkeley was arrested over the weekend? I didn't see that. Yeah, we yeah. follow-up on that. Yeah, neither he nor the uh, punchy were students. They were just people uh, advocating there. Well, the one guy was advocating, the other guy was punching. They're on a Sproul Plaza. Beautiful why, Berkeley. Why are you going back to school when you're not a student? <laughs> I don't get that. Well, the one guy was a recruiting. He was recruiting students for a group. Here's a headline. Company uses 3D printer to create steak. You eat it. <laughs> steak the food? Yes, sir. I thought you S-T-E-A-K. would. S-T-E-A-K. I thought you were like a tent steaker. No, that would that would be reasonable. Well, I don't understand. How's a 3D printer making food? Jack, it's a Spanish company that wants to fill the world with conscious carnivores. One steak at a time. Cue the conscious carnivore music, Michael. <laughs> Sounds like it needs some sort of educational film background music. <laughs> Oh, this guy came up with the idea a couple of years ago. Uh, It's about new meat. It means plant-based meat substitutes. So we're creating the first 3D printed plant-based beef steak. The edible, well, it's not beef. The edible ink, in quotes, has ingredients such as rice, peas, and seaweed. Oh, I'm sure it tastes exactly like a steak. It comes in a cartridge. The 3D printer takes the role as sous chef, working meticulously to prepare the meat in under 10 minutes. It's printed with the same texture and appearance of a normal beefsteak. So my kids got these pens. It was part of my son's homeschool thing. It's a 3D pen. And you feed this plastic tube into it, and it melts it, and then you can create things with it. Three-dimensional things. Yeah, I guess. Huh? Okay. Um, is that okay. part of the whole 3D movement that's uh, going to wow us all? But anyway, it melts it, gets it super hot, and then when it melts it, it's hard as plastic, no doubt. That's mm. similar to the 3D printers, right. the technology that I've seen. It's all essentially plastic stuff, which is why the food one is, is weird to me. I didn't know they had other materials they could well, do yet. Essentially, you're just squeezing a substance out and making a shape with it. Right. Um, mouthful, one taste tester eagerly weighed in. I think it tastes good. Wow. He said. <laughs> Meat, don't do it. The company hopes to expand its food options in the future by creating 3D-printed tuna steaks Mm. and chicken breasts. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. If It's just in the shape of that? I mean, a a chicken breast is a thing. It's the meat off a chest of a chicken. It's like the McRib, kind of. You shape the meat into the shape of a rib with bones and stuff. Well, at least they have mick at the beginning, so you know it's fake. It's a McChicken breast. 3D chicken breast made of peas and seaweed. Yuck. You eat peas and seaweed. <laughs> Icky. 
kind of side dish you can have with your peas and seaweed steak? Probably the vomit that comes out of me. <laughs> We're talking about the amazing movement that Bernie Sanders seems to have going. Did you play one of those clips with the crowd just going wild? Bernie Sanders standing in front of a... This was the official launch or something. I don't know how this whole thing works. Everybody gets like nine launches to their campaign for some reason. And it goes something like this. No, I, I don't got it. Oh, any clip. We got clips up here. Bernie one. Bernie Bernie one. No, I, I'm, I'm having audio bleed. Oh, okay. Through right now. I don't know. Audio bleed. From. Anyway, crowd. Just, we got a bleeder. The crowd just is going berserko like it's Trump or Obama for Bernie Sanders, who, according to the latest poll, um, uh, fits the definition of things people don't want. Old and socialist. We are gathered here tonight to complete the political revolution we started three years ago. There aren't many candidates ever get a crowd that sounds like that. Yeah. Just, that, that happens very rarely. Yeah. Just wait till John Hockenbacher gets on the, what was his name again? Hick, Hickenlooper. That's the Blank guy. Flipper. Of course, we got this text at his age, Bernie is happy in the morning that he can start a movement. <laughs> See, it's, we're going to finish our movement. I don't get it. Starting his movement. I do not uh, get it. You're not following it. So we got a Washington Post reporter we're going to talk to about the big SpaceX uh, success over the weekend that many are calling the biggest thing in U.S. space travel in 40 years. What? And it's a private citizen behind it. One Elon Musk. Interesting. We'll uh, figure out why this is so significant and this, what it portends. We're this much closer from escaping this crap planet and getting to live on Mars. <laughs> Finally. Stay, stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A little emotionally exhausted because uh, uh, that was super stressful, but it worked. He's talking, of course, about dating Amber Beard. Emotionally exhausted, a little stressful, <laughs> but it worked. No, that's Elon Musk, African American, who. Uh, oh boy, we're gonna have to go to a meeting. Who uh, sent a rocket into space, and and I've heard several people state it's the the biggest thing that's happened to American space travel in forty years. I'd like to hear that explained. That's an interesting assertion. It's certainly a, a, a wonderful thing whenever we can successfully, uh, you know, leap forward technologically speaking. Christian Davenport covers space and the space industry for the Washington Post. In fact, he's written a, uh, a book on the subject, The Space Barons, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and the Quest to Colonize the Cosmos. Christian Davenport joins us now. Christian, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks. So uh, why is this successful uh, SpaceX launch and docking such a big deal? Well, because it's the first time that SpaceX has flown their spacecraft designed for humans. Um, You know, for all the attention, all the hype, 
that SpaceX and Elon gets in space, um, people tend to forget that they've actually never flown a human being before. They've mm. only flown, you know, satellites. So this was a test flight of the spacecraft that will eventually fly NASA astronauts to the International Space Station. And while there were no humans on board for this flight, uh, you know, they had a mannequin decked out in their spacesuit um, named Ripley after the uh, character in uh, Alien um, that Sigourney Weaver um, played. Um, and now that it, you know, was a successful launch, it successfully docked with the International Space Station, which is uh, sort of a big deal, and that happened uh, yesterday morning. Now they're looking ahead to later this year to actually fly people on the spacecraft to the uh, International Space Station. Later this year? Okay, I didn't realize it was that soon. I'm guessing they had sensors and stuff on board, because, you know, it's a dummy, right? So, like, if they forgot to have oxygen or... You know, that's sort right. of if it got to be 750 degrees below zero, you probably want to know that. to have oxygen. Well, right. That's not going to happen. No? Yeah. Well, you got to test. Yeah, I mean, that, they did have the sensors to check the climate and just sort of, you know, what it was like inside the cabin there. And also, you know, what is it like for the human flying? You know, what are the G-forces? What is the acceleration? What are the impacts on the body? So that's why they... They did that, and there was some pretty cool video of the inside of, of the cabin. And it'll be, you know, uh, when there are people for real. I mean, that's, uh, you know, as I said earlier, coming up possibly later this year. Yeah, obviously. I mean, because, you know, the dummy could be fined at the end, but it might have been 400 degrees below zero and no <laughs> oxygen. Um, that wouldn't be any good. Um, so later this year, they're going to have actual people going. What is? How much of this is Elon's own money? And does the government kick in a bunch better? How does that work? Yeah, so the way this works is um, this has been a, a long-term program. It's been going on for many, many years. The space shuttle retired in 2011, right? And people forget that today NASA, the United States of America, does not have the ability to fly human beings to space and hasn't since the, the space shuttle retired like eight years ago. Uh, since then, the Russians are the only way we have to send our astronauts to space. We pay them about $80 million a seat to send our astronauts wow. to the International Space Station. And it's been going on that way since 2011, and the Russians have increasingly been charging more and more and more. Um, so NASA's plan was, you know, okay, we want to focus on deep space. You know, uh, the International Space Station, it's, it's 250 miles up. It's not that far away. It's like the distance between, you know, New York City and Washington, D.C. They decided we'll contract that out to the private sector, so they awarded contracts in 2014 to Boeing and SpaceX to develop spacecraft capable of taking astronauts, and both companies are hoping to fly people for the first time this year. Um, and that's what SpaceX, you know, they had their first uh, test flight without humans. Boeing helps, hopes to do it later this spring as well. And then we'll see if they're able to have those first human flights uh, later this year. So are the humans going to be government, um, I mean, like military officers, astronauts, uh, employees of NASA? Or are they going to be, you know, plucked from the Tesla assembly line? <laughs> Tesla or? employees. Right. Right. So, no, these are for NASA's astronauts. So okay. that um, uh, they're the ones who will go up on the first test flights. Uh, there'll be, you know, sort of two uh, test pilots, you know, just go up to sort of experience it, see how it goes. And then they'll do more operational missions with NASA astronauts and, you know, astronauts from from Russia and, and other countries that we, you know, participate with. Now, there is an interesting thing for both Boeing and SpaceX and that for NASA, they only the requirement was you have to have four seats. You have to be able to take four government astronauts. But both vehicles are capable of taking up as many as seven people. So they have, you know, talked about the possibility. You know, that's what they say about my car, too, Christian. But it'd be incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable. Right, right. 
Right. Um, yeah. So that's at least one of the, you know, and I, there are a lot of questions about how that would would work, um, you know, but there have been the Russians have taken up, you know, private citizens before really, you know, so mm. a few billionaires have gone up and paid something like $20 million a seat Woo. to go up on the Russian rocket. Uh, Christian Davenport covers space and the space industry for the Washington Post. Um, so a little later this year with real human beings, huh? And then uh, have you heard recently a, a Mars, a good, responsible Mars timeline? Well, he, you know, here's the thing about when you talk about deep space, it changes almost every administration. You know, under George W. Bush, we were going back to the moon. Then Obama comes around. He says, oh, the moon, we've been there, done that. We need to go to Mars. Now, under the Trump administration, they're talking about going to the moon again and using that as a stepping stone to get to Mars. You know, I think in terms of the moon, which is a much more reasonable goal, I mean, we've already been there, um, you know, they're looking at human beings there, I think, within a decade, establishing a permanent presence, you know, on or near the moon, in the vicinity of the moon, and then using that as a stepping stone to get to, to Mars. Um, I mean, one of the interesting things about the moon is that at the poles, there's ice there. I mean, we know that. It's a big scientific discovery. Uh, you know, ice and water is important for drinking, uh, but also for the elements that comprise it. Hydrogen and oxygen actually can be used as rocket fuel. So there is a lot of talk at NASA and in the private industry of going to the moon and mining that, that water ice and using it as rocket fuel and propellant to go you know deeper into space. Well, that would be exciting. Christian Davenport, space industry reporter for The Washington Post. Uh, good to talk to you. Thanks so much for your time. Sure. Thanks for having me. Well done. Thanks. Timeline's a little slower than I was hoping. Yeah. Ten years before we even get to the moon. Yeah, and then you got your moon mining and your permanent colony building and the rest of it. Big Brother Moon is what that's going to be. Survivor <laughs> Moon Edition. That'd be cool, though. Imagine the video permanent quality. Base. The video quality we'd have now. You know, it's funny you should mention that. There's a video attached to Christian's article about this in the Washington Post that I was watching as he was talking. We'll have it linked at armstrongandgetty.com. But, um... Yeah, Elon is obviously the guy to do this because the quality of the video, they have cameras on each part of the rocket pointing in both directions. And also every stage of the thing, every blast off, every separation, everything, it's all in like high def. It's great. That'll be fun to follow, you know, God willing, still around. I just so I, just, I had this sickening thought and I, I I keep wanting to not say it, but I've got to let it out of me. So they, they sent it off with a dummy, right? Um, and, and the dummy's fine. Great. But this is blasting somebody on a rocket. And I just kept thinking of when, when a guy's going to kick a field goal at the end of, uh, end of an NFL game, and they call that idiotic, annoying timeout just as the guy's about to snap the ball. And the kicker, you know, if he makes that non-counting field goal, you know he's going to miss it the second time. I just keep getting this weird mm. feeling. I just... Uh, but that's well. There will you have to understand how dangerous it is. But that's okay. There will be a tragedy at some point. And yes. I just wonder how that gets handled when you've got at least partial private sector involved. Oh, yeah, gosh, I'll bet the contracts are, are seven thousand pages hope. long. I hope. And and I just I on also the other hope. hand, you can't have any have every Tom and Dick and Harry billionaire out there shooting people into space and burning them up. Well, you know, you know, people sign oh, on. This will for be that. fine. You'll be fine. Wear this helmet. Got this uh, design on the internet. Got four and a half stars. This rocket design. Uh, yeah, but I still I hope we're still a people that can handle the fact that if you're going to do astonishing things and and reach for the unknown, there's risk. 
And and sometimes disasters happen. And it's it's sad and it's awful, but it's part of it. How about the Russians sticking us for eighty million dollars a seat? Yeah. When they fly somebody up into outer space and they're raising it all the time and probably taking away the amenities, probably started with a full meal. Adding on a bunch of surcharges like Ticketmaster. Be like, oh, yeah, it's a convenience fee. Late late booking. Seats are getting smaller. The meal's taken away. You got to pay for the movie. You got to pay for your bags. Mm. (laughs) I got to have a bag to pee in. It's part of the spacesuit. Sorry, that's a bag. I have no idea if we're getting jobbed by the Russians or if anybody would say, look, we're we're, we're saving a hell of a lot of money over us sending them up there ourselves and having our own ship. Come on. Yeah, I suppose so. It's I don't it's know. it's interesting though, and I like the idea of the government saying, "Look, SpaceX has a bunch of different reasons to develop super great rockets, and they'll make a zillion bucks with it, and uh, we'll hit your ride now and again," as opposed to us just spending zillions of dollars on sending guys up and down. It's a win-win. It's good. So far, hmm. so far. Uh, Mars, so- Jack, the Red Planet. Mysterious, <laughs> ominous, <laughs> gaseous. Isn't it gaseous? It's fairly gaseous. They yeah, discovered right. water there, which yeah. was supposed to be mind blowing. No Neptune. <laughs> you got water on the moon. It turns out yeah, you got wooden. freaking water yeah. everywhere. Pack a swimsuit if you're heading off into the cosmos. <laughs> turns out there's water everywhere. Fantastic. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got Trump at CPAC. One more look. The past catching up with Bill Clinton and reports some outlets may be dropping Michael Jackson's music. Coming up. Oh, really? Oh, I see. We were just discussing that. And Oprah's got her new special coming out this week. Joe watched the HBO movie last night. I did, and the Jackson family is out with their response, and it can only be described as stupid. Oh, really? I want to hear Stay that. Stay tuned. So, uh, yeah, I want to hear that. It's Jacko's in trouble. I wonder if it's the end of his music. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Get all the this Michael Jackson update, because this movie coming out, the Oprah special, there's a lot piling on the whole uh, Michael Jackson story, all of a sudden. Boy, if you'd like to be sickened, I really recommend watching that documentary. Yeah, Sickened I... over a very long period of time, Well, you too. said you didn't finish it. I'm assuming it's because... I he... just had Yeah, enough. I get it. He's a child rapist. Yeah. I'm I mean, convinced. Yeah, exactly. And I heard about the first 11 times he did it. You know, I think I kind of got the idea. Incredible. News now with Marsha Phillips. We'll be getting into that in just a minute. President Trump was on stage at CPAC for more than two hours Saturday afternoon, pretty much freewheeling it. Trump thrilling his supporters by announcing he was going off script before turning his attention to the proposal pushed by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and other leading Democrats. The Green New Deal, right? Green New Deal. I encourage it. I think the, I think it's really something that they should promote. <laughs> they should work hard on. It's something our country needs. Desperately, they have to go out and get it. But I'll take the other side of that argument only because I'm mandated to. I'm mandated. But they should stay with that argument. Never change. <laughs> Never change. No planes. No energy. When the wind stops blowing, that's the end of your electric. Let's hurry up. <laughs> darling, darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. 
What? <laughs> wow. Oh, the nightclub act that is a two-hour Trump speech. Incredible. He loves doing that, doesn't he? And he's two about, hours! And he's about to do a lot of them leading up to November yeah. of 2020. Speak extemporaneously for half an hour someday. A, and hold know, the crowd. Well, exactly. I was going to say, it's not easy to just keep coming up with stuff. Half an hour, go do a five-minute open night, open mic night somewhere. Right. See how long yeah. five minutes is. Right. Yeah, and he just went on for... Oh, we got this... Uh, I'm glad I thought of it. Uh, got this email from uh, Joe, who was at CPAC in the VIP section wow. for the speech. And sent us ver- a couple of pictures of Donald J. Trump from the side, which proved one thing... He does have a very large belly, and he rests it against the uh, you know the, the, the lectern thing. <laughs> he actually he leans into it, and his belly is holding him up. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not his. It's not like his elbows are on it or his hands are. His, he's actually propped up on his belly. <laughs> here, come here, take a look at this. Yeah. And he came out and danced with the American flag at the beginning, didn't he? Didn't he wrap his arms around the flag? And he they did. did a little... He hugged it and kind of danced with yeah. it. Yeah, which bit. Saturday Night yeah. Live called a patriotic Me Too mo- uh, <laughs> moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was odd. Uh, he, was a, he was in a heck of a mood for a guy, yeah. according to all the experts, had the worst week any president's ever had. Outside of you know Lincoln, I suppose. <laughs> for instance, oh, yeah, that, oh, I yeah. get it now. Yeah. That was a that was a tough one. But I, I'd like to know how many times I've been told this is the worst week of Trump's presidency. At right. least five or six, if not more. Not only anyway. sinking into lower depths, what according to the mainstream media, forty six percent in the latest NBC Wall Street Journal poll. Former President Bill Clinton's personal baggage is making him an awkward advisor for some of the members of the Democratic Party's next class of presidential hopefuls. None of the party's early 2020 frontrunners has had a formal meeting with Clinton, nor have the women running in the historically diverse field. Clinton has spoken mostly with some male candidates considered to be long shots for the nomination. But apparently the frontrunners have not gone to uh, seek his advice, as it were. And as people become more conscious about reducing their plastic consumption, Trader Joe's has announced plans to reduce plastic and other packaging waste. They've been facing a lot of criticism for an overuse of packaging, especially in their produce section. So anyway, Trader Joe's is going to be trying to monitor and cut back on its carbon footprint. Yeah, I'm anti-plastic. I, uh, I hope this catches on. I don't, I don't want any laws. I just, just hope it catches on as a thing. Several British media reports are suggesting that one of Britain's national radio stations, BBC Radio 2, has dropped, Michael, has dropped Michael Jackson's music from its playlist ahead of the airing of the new documentary, Leaving ne- Neverland, about new child sex abuse allegations against Jackson. In the documentary, which premiered last night on HBO in the U.S. and will air in Britain this week, Two of the men, who were boys at the time, claimed they were sexually molested by Jackson when they were children. Well, it's, uh, go ahead. Oprah's got a one-hour special featuring the same accusers in which she digs a little deeper into their story. Joe said it was pretty exhaustive in the movie. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a real piling on, and it should be, but a piling on of uh, what Jacko actually is or was. 
Well, the estate, the Jacko estate, sought to prevent the documentary's release. They obviously failed in that, so have launched a counteroffensive of fabulous concert footage surrounded by thousands of fans, the cheers, the love, the roars of the crowd. Are their response to their meal ticket getting outed as a child rapist? It's not so, exactly a counter. How could this guy be a rapist? Look how popular he is. Exactly. Yeah. Shows Jackson's performance at Wembley Stadium. Sold out crowd of 72,000. Then included the happy couple Princess Diana and Prince Charles. Back in 1988. Fabulous. Fabulous. They're uh, releasing a bunch of uh, concert videos. Uh, DVDs, well, etc. Uh, they're releasing them and hoping they'll sell. So they can make some money before this whole Jacko thing gets shut completely down. They have to be somewhat concerned that the whole money spigot just gets turned off. Right. Nobody's playing their music anymore. You didn't make a cent last year. Nobody bought an album. Nobody played a song. Oh, that's their greatest fear, yeah. Now y'all got to figure out a way to make a living. They thought they had an Elvis. Museum, you know, Graceland, permanent exhibits, that and sort you of thing. bring in like $50, 75000000 million a year right. forever. Right. The yeah. way Elvis and the Beatles and others do. But, uh, yeah, that could that could be coming to an end. That'd be something. Boy, there's one reason to root for radio stations to turn off Michael Jackson's music. Just the fact that the scumbag family won't get any more of it. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I saw Jacko on that same tour that he went to Wembley Stadium in 1987, 88. I saw him, and uh, and it was it was... It was a huge media event. It was a big deal. I saw him in the first the first show of that tour, and he hadn't done solo acting forever. And it was a, all the big networks were there, and MTV was there, and and uh, now it seems creepy. In retrospect, well, he probably had a boy backstage who he went back to the hotel room with. Probably, yeah. He had boys who toured with him as his companion and sex buddy. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, he was a twisted individual. He's the a huge arrested development case. He's just, he never grew up. He was weird. He had a bad childhood. So did almost everybody else that's in prison for committing some horrifying crime. So what are you going to do? Right. There's also a lot of people out there that go out and become uh, counselors and therapists or teachers or whatever who had horrible childhoods instead of, you know, perpetuating it. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The only surprising thing there is the claim that Kelly and McGann bothered to write memos raising concerns. The f*** is Trump supposed to do with a memo raising concerns? Read it? A memo? With what? His eyes? For what possible reason? So he can know stuff? To what end? So he can do stuff? Why? So he can get more memos about the stuff he's doing? Nice try, memos! You have to wake up pretty early in the morning to pull one over this guy. Memos. I hate memos, too. So um, so that thing you have on up the screen, does that joke only work in print, do you think? I was going to have Joe read it. So I think it's funny, but it might be better in print. Mm. 
Hickenlooper Buttigieg 2020. Make America enunciate again. <laughs> Hickenlooper Buttigieg. Is that the way you say his name? Yeah. Buttigieg. <laughs> Buttigieg. Hickenlooper Buttigieg. Make America enunciate again. Hilarious. Uh, Looper is a good old-timey name, isn't it? Looper Lemonade. The CEO of the San Francisco Giants baseball team has uh, stepped down temporarily. Uh, after a video came out of him and his wife wrestling in public. Eh, and not, uh, not the happy wrestling either. You come here, baby. Wrestling. No, fighting over cell phones, specifically. Leave of absence from the team. Yeah, give me my cell phone. No, give me my cell phone. They started wrestling over the cell phone. She ended up on the ground, screaming, help me, help me, some people said. I don't know. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that either. Yeah, maybe I just didn't That's have what reports said, said but enough. I didn't hear her yelling, help me, help me. Speaking of phones, I dropped mine again, totally smashed it. Oh, I'm now boy. I'm threat of cutting my thumb open every time so I use it. I, I'm, I'm rocking the cracked screen also. What did we say? That's the modern equivalent of what white trash move? Duct tape on your bumper? No, I think it used to be. I mean, back in Duct the day. Duct tape shoes. I think it's the modern, like, tattoo. Tattoos have since changed. They're not that anymore. Right. Um, they've gone mainstream, but it used to be, like, tattoo or something like that or smoking or something. Now I think cracked screen is kind of, you kind of low rent. I don't know. Even tattoos even had some sort of counterculture cool to it, yeah, right? there's like nothing... Ch- Chick's not going to look at your cracked screen and be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's dangerous. He's a bad boy. It doesn't make you dangerous. No, I'm just clumsy. I mean, it might actually be dangerous. I could cut my thumb open. I just have problems thinking ahead. (laughs) I got to quit riding dirty with my phone and put a case on it. (laughs) I got a case on mine. Didn't do me any good. Oh, really? It's not a bulky enough case. They really ought to... They ought to run you through a series of manual tests to figure out how clumsy you are and then recommend a case for you based on that. I mean, if you're some sort of concert pianist with the fingers gifted to you by God, you don't need a bulky. I need a bulky case. I drop it face down on the tile. We got all sorts of tile in our house. Smash. Look at it. It's unbelievable. The case I have, I have I've, I've dropped this thing many times, and I've been very pleased with how sturdy well, it's been. When I finally get a new phone, I'll have to get what kind of case. Because I've actually smashed up, not the glass cover of my phone, the actual structure of my phone is broken. The uh, the wow. the white part. Really? I didn't yeah. even know that could happen. Yeah, well, it can, apparently. Well, uh, there are cases. I had a super-duty, heavy-duty case one time. An otter box. I remember yeah, those. They're yeah, they're so right. thick and bulky. and Yeah, yeah. but you could... You could you know, beat an adversary to death with your phone <laughs> yes. and then text a buddy. Also, another very popular thing among those who ride dirty, like Jack said, with going caseless. <laughs> he is, was riding dirty. You get the Apple insurance. If, yeah. if you have the yeah. Apple insurance and you and you crack your phone, you just you, you trade it and they give you a new one. I never, ever get extended warranties on everything. But when I finally am driven to getting a new phone, I'm going to pay for that. I do get yeah. the warranty on I my just phone. have to. It's the only thing. I have because, to. yeah. For the obvious reasons, but the cracked screen is just the mark of something. If I like, if I'm dealing with somebody and they got a cracked screen, I think, okay, keep an eye on this person. They're sketchy. <laughs> it's number one sketchy. <laughs> and you get the new screen, it doesn't work as good because I've I've done it. I mean, like the replacement ones yeah. when you go to the third party. Yeah, yeah, my my replacement screen does not work that well. It looks fine, but um. Anyway, where were we? Long story we? in the New York Times over the weekend. <laughs> About massage parlors in America, yes. some people are just becoming aware that all those massage parlors parlors over in that seedy street in their town, 
those places are prostitution going on there. I guess a lot of you just thought that was a massage parlor, I guess. Okay. A lot of people with cracked screens walking in and out of those places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Needless right? to say. There are, according to the New York Times, 9,000 illicit massage parlors across the country from coast to coast. 9,000. Yeah, somebody is illegal. Somebody sent us a link to uh, what is what is it uh, the map called? It's oh. well, it's semi obscene. There's no point. It's a map of illicit massage parlors where you can get sexual favors. And I checked in uh, my metro area USA. I wouldn't have to drive very far in any direction. Yeah, I um, uh, was running around town with my son over the weekend, uh, getting him a bicycle for his birthday, And but we drove down some roads that had a lot of massage parlors, and I just thought, wow, those are all, every single one of those. Maybe it's a really stressed out street. They got a lot of right. tension being held in the shoulder blades. Right. Oh, yeah, that's my problem zone as well. <laughs> but if you're a Robert Kraft, you got to be thinking, if there are 9,000 of these across the country, what are you turning my life upside down, upside down for? I don't get why a billionaire goes to a strip mall hoatorium. I don't either. I don't either. I, I, I really don't. Is it its own I've weird kink? I've never been a billionaire. <laughs> is, it, is, is, it, is it its own weird kink that he gets a thrill <laughs> I, out of that somehow? I don't to me, think, what a strip mall. <laughs> I just look at those. I was sitting in the stoplight looking at one. It's got the neon light massage or whatever, so you can see it at night, because I'm guessing it's open really late at night. And it's just, it's a it's the sort of parking lot you don't want to park your car in. It's the sort of neighborhood you don't want to be driving around. I mean, it's just, there's nothing sexy about it at all from the outside. I don't know what it's like on the inside, but it just, it doesn't uh, ooze sex appeal, I'll tell you that. It kind of puts a dent in the whole, you know, the, the young millennial progressive uh, OAC view of the rich. You know, you picture they can do anything they want. They get away with anything. They just have all the power. Yeah, they're they're ooching around at the seedy strip mall hoatoriums in the middle of the night. Well, that same bus. Can't him, you get somebody, bring them into the golf club or something? Him, a different billionaire, <laughs> and that pro golfer dude all got caught in that same massage parlor. Mm. Why? All three of you, why? I don't know. There's got there's got to be something going on that we don't Maybe know about. Maybe they're good yet. at it. They get a lot of great four or five star reviews on uh, Yelp. In that town alone, there's got to be, you know, 20 other choices. So how would all three of them end up there? There's something happening there. They either have a uh, special reputation or or deal with being quiet for for famous people or there's something going on there. Hmm. Did everybody hear that music or am I having a stroke? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Better get to the ER. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty. Right, let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, uh, Michelangelo, what's your final thought there, son? Uh, yeah, do not. I do not want 3D printed food. It sounds disgusting. I'm going to eat real food. Sorry, Mr. Cow, Mr. Chicken. I'll eat a McRib before I eat 3D food. Marsha Phillips, your final thought. Well, I got to tell you, I just got this uh, March staff celebrations notification uh, email. Yes. And it uh, turns out Marshall Phillips has been with the Armstrong and Getty Show for 13 years. Have you Great really now? Scott. 13. 
13 years. Still haven't got it right, but I've been here for 13 years. Wow. You know what this notification screams for, though? What's that? Scratchers. Oh, boy. More scratchers. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. He says, humoring the crazy guy. (laughs) What are you talking about? Positive, Sean, final thought. Yeah, we uh, we clearly just ran out of time today. We didn't get our our chance to go over how how John Hipplesticker will won. He he could win the 2020 Democratic nomination. The one and only John Blockenpicker. Coming through soon What's to his a path polling. to victory. <laughs> Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, I did, but I chickened out. That happens to me now and then. I have this bold final thought, Mark, and then I just think, coward. Yeah, I'm a coward. This is going to cause me more trouble. How about that president's speech on Saturday, huh? Over two hours long. You're that was the something. strip mall whorehouse a talk show host. You're the, the cracked <laughs> screen on my iPhone of talk radio. That's pretty good. Yeah. So maybe it, my final thought is maybe it was the rain, the, the cold, I don't know, but I got swept up with enthusiasm to clean and organize my big man cave music room recording studio library area. How do you get that feel? I haven't two been... full days. Oh my god! It was like religious fervor. I've never had it before. I doubt I'll ever have it again. But damn, I got a lot done. I've been waiting for that feeling to overtake me for like forty years. <laughs> You're due. Nobody's more shocked than me. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. The clicks are there. You can email us. Love to hear from you. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. We apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. Darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. Armstrong and Getty.